0: The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen Today is the second Sunday of Tuba But the readings of today are not from the second Sunday of Tuba Because yesterday was the great feast of the Epiphany, the Theophany And the church is still in celebration mode, if you will And so there is special readings for the second day Of the theophany And so the readings of today are for the second day of the theophany And the readings of today are very beautiful And they have a very clear message for us After the birth of Christ After the birth of Christ The Lord kept a very low profile for 30 years 30 years. The Gospels only record one event in the adolescence of the Lord. And it jumps from the birth straight into the baptism. And the good news of the Gospel started to spread the day after. Like the start of the ministry of the Lord was from the theophany. The three-year ministry of the Lord, every day with the disciples, going to preach, started after the theophany. It is as if the church, in its wisdom, has chosen this day to remind us of the start of the ministry of Christ. And uh, today is the 12th of Tuba. Tomorrow is the 13th of Tuba. And the thirteenth of Tuba, we celebrate another feast. That is the wedding of Ken of Galilee. The wedding of Cana of Galilee is the the first miracle. So, it's as if the church threatened to say, "Now the ministry of the Lord is about to to take off." And so, the church is reminding us of the beginning of the Lord's ministry and is reminding us to start our ministry. Reminding us to start our ministry, um, and that's why, if you see the the gospel of today, Saint John the Baptist, he sees the Lord Christ and says, "Behold, the Lamb of God." And then what happened? Two of his disciples went and followed the Lord, and Andrew and another disciple who's not named. But we know the other disciple who's not named is probably John. Probably John. So now these two disciples, because it's John's gospel, so he didn't name himself. So, the two disciples, they went and followed the Lord. And then, Andrew, what did he do? He went and grabbed his brother, Peter, and said, hey man, the Messiah is right here. Okay? Then, the Lord called Philip. And then, Philip went and called... Nathaniel so in this passage we saw where we see that five people came to the Lord Jesus Christ this was the beginning of the the ministry and so today we want to be like st. John we want to be like st. Andrew we want to be like Philip we want to bring our family to Christ we want to bring our brother to the Lord we want to be like Philip who brought his best friend Nathaniel and brought him to the Lord and so I was thinking like our church now is to become like a beacon of light for the whole community and with God's grace All of Palatine, Schomburg, or Rolling Meadows can come to the Lord. That's what the disciples did. That's what they did. That's what the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ was all about. And there was one expression that was in the gospel of today that was repeated several times that is the key to bringing people to Christ. And today our job is to learn this formula. The formula is... The formula is, come and see, come and see. All of the readings today, they have this expression, come and see, embedded in all of the readings. In the Pauline epistle, it says that he might gather together in one all things in Christ. He wants to gather all things in Christ, which are both in the heaven and on on earth, in Him. How are you going to be gathered in Him unless you come and see? You have to come and see. And today I want to break this expression down, because I believe this statement is the best way, as I said, to bring people to Christ. And the devil is very clever, so clever, Shaitan, he knows this, that if you come and see, you're going to get God so what does he try to do he tries to break every encounter so you don't come and see So you don't come and see. He knows very well that every encounter you have with the Lord, which could be at every Ashe, it could be at every Bible study, it could be at every liturgy, it could be at every prayer meeting, it could be at every book club, it could be every sermon, it could be when you confess or when you partake in the sacraments. And so every time there's an opportunity to come and see the Lord, the devil wants to to break this and, and construct barriers so you don't. Come and see. And so today I want to discuss with you a few barriers that I see Shaitanda is putting up for us. To prevent us from coming to see the Lord Jesus Christ. The first barrier is the barrier of busyness. Busyness. In our society, the devil has succeeded in making us so, so, so busy that unfortunately we have no time for the Lord. We have no time to come to the Lord. And actually you will see this in every service in the church. Every service in the church. Actually very few come. Very few come. Very few come. And that's why the message for us today is you have to come and, come and see. The Lord knows we're very busy. Lord knows we're very busy, and that's why when he created the world, he created it seven days, six days there was work. And to be busy six days of the week. You can be busy six days, of, but the Sabbath day was supposed to be a day of rest, a day for the Lord. The day of rest doesn't mean to nemo and to sit on your couch and to watch TV and to sleep in and, and to watch football. That's not what the day of rest is. The, day of, the re- day of rest is the day for to worship the Lord. So, and I'm asking, begging, pleading with you, is to sanctify the Sabbath day. To make the Sabbath day a day for the Lord. The Sabbath in the Jewish day, the Sabbath day starts from some Saturday night to... To Sunday, so this day should be for the Lord. Make it for the Lord in your. Yeah? Let's rededicate the Sabbath to the Lord. The Jews, they were very legalistic about the Sabbath, and even to this day, in my humble opinion, after going to Israel and seeing the Sabbath, man, they got it all wrong. They got it all. They misunderstand the Sabbath. The Lord's not happy with their misunderstanding of this. He wasn't happy in the gospel. He's not happy with this misunderstanding of the Sabbath. We don't want to be like the Jews and to misunderstand the Sabbath. And I, at the day when we, people say like Sunday, Izine nakhallas, Ishan n'amal other thing. Sunday, therefore. The Lord. Sunday is for the Lord. I want us to get back into the habit of going to the Ashayah, to prepare ourselves, to have our kids come to attend the, the midnight psalmody. To dedicate ourselves to the Sabbath. The second barrier that I've noticed when we try to encourage people to come and see, is we say, who else is going? I feel who else is going? Yes, the devil. So clever, he sowed massive social anxiety that prevents people from from coming. And if I go, we always start thinking, who am I going to see? What are they going to ask me? What are they going to say to me? What are they going to ask about this? What am I, everyone's going to ask me questions. Everybody's going to judge me. Everybody's going to do this. And we start playing all these questions in our mind. And this is, this is very important for us, because what I want to say to you is that my going or my coming affects how other people come. If I come, someone else comes. So, an easy way to break or to overcome this barrier is to, to come and to bring others with you. Yeah? Another way to break this barrier, and this is even better than the first way, is not to be affected by the social anxiety and if others are coming. Because what I've started to observe is that people will say, like, why don't you come to this meeting? No one's coming. No one's coming. And then when everybody comes, the people say, I don't want to come. It's too crowded. Sunday is too crowded. It's too crowded. (laughs) So then, no one's coming, and then on the same side, it's too crowded. Everyone's coming. (laughs) Wisdom is justified by her children. Wisdom is... They said about John, he doesn't drink or whatever. And then they said about Christ, he is a glutton and a wine... (laughs) Wisdom is justified by your children so our coming should not be dependent on who is coming we should we should go to seek the Lord actually that's why in the gospel when the disciples came to the Lord he said what are you seeking what are you seeking why are you coming actually are you coming for others or are you coming to see me are you coming to see the Lord In the psalm, and this morning in Matins, it says, As a deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. The reason I am coming to see the Lord is my soul is restless. My soul is thirsty. My soul is in need of spiritual enrichment. My soul is seeking a word of God. And that's why the other psalm, that, that was the psalm, um, last night, the psalm this morning said, come, come you children, come you children, listen to me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. We, today we want to be like these little children that were coming to it, sit at the feet of Christ to listen to a word from their master, irrespective of the social pressures that are in the world. The third barrier that prevents us from coming and seeing is the barrier of hearsay hearsay what is hearsay what I love about come and see it puts the onus on you you come and see for yourself hearsay is when you rely on like testimony of others like Mary Magdalene, she went and preached to the disciples said the Lord had risen. The disciples, what did they do? They, they came and saw. They wanted to see the empty tomb. They wanted to see it for themselves. You need to come and see things for yourself. You see it for yourself. The problem these days is we have become so content with hearsay. We heard someone said this on, whenever I speak to someone about Christianity, they always say, oh, we, we, we watched this thing on YouTube, we, we have bad experiences from the past, or we saw some bad things on the news, or the scandals, or the atrocities, or whatever. And so then, I want to say, come, come and see. Danny, I'll never forget once in graduate school, I was sitting with my roommate and we were discussing things about religion, and he was talking to me about all the things like wrong with the Bible. So I asked him, I said, have you read the Bible? Or are you content of just hearing things about the Bible? You know, and the irony is that we're like scientists and scientists are rational, but how... Like, we didn't even read it, and yet we've put all the hearsay. And we trust the hearsay. And actually, you see it in the readings of today. Because, what did Nathaniel say when Philip tried to call him? He said, what good can come out of Nazareth? He's trusting the hearsay. People are saying things, nothing good. the Nazareth, is not worth anything. And he's trusting the hearsay. So what did Philip say? Leave your conceptions, whatever, and don't prejudge the issue. Just come and see. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, fine. But the important thing is that you have to come and see and don't let your hearsay or don't let what other people's opinions affect what your opinions come and see for yourself and make opinion for yourself the fourth barrier to coming and seeing is effort coming and seeing requires effort effort when Moses was tending his flock in the wilderness he noticed something interesting he saw a bush that was not burning and so when the Lord saw or when Moses saw this bush that was burning it says he was with his flocks but what did he do it says he turned aside to go see this site if Moses didn't put in the effort to, I say, man, this is, this is interesting. I need to go check this out. If Moses didn't put that effort to see the burning bush, he wouldn't have been the arch prophet. Moses had to put in to some effort, and God rewarded him with revelation. In the Acts of today, the Acts of today was about the conversion of The Acts of today was about the conversion of the Ethiopian. And this Ethiopian, is, he's Ethiopian. Are you seeing Ethiopia on the map? And where is he going? To Jerusalem too? To worship in Jerusalem. Is that a small trip or a big trip? Big trip. Putting in amazing effort to go from Ethiopia to, to Jerusalem. Why is he going to Jerusalem? To come and to come and see. And St. John Chrysostom, he praises this eunuch so much. He praises this eunuch so much. He says, let's consider the eunuch baptism and reflect upon it ourselves with shame. Like, let's compare ourselves to the eunuch. He says, take note of his influential position, his wealth. And how he didn't even rest on the journey. What was he doing on the journey? Huh? He was reading from the scripture. And he was reading scripture. He didn't understand. Damon, we, we, when we, we say read the Bible, we say we tried to read the Bible. I didn't benefit. We tried to pray Egbeya. It doesn't benefit me. The eunuch, he was reading something he didn't understand. And he was putting in effort. And because I believe of this great effort that the eunuch was doing, God wish I see you just reading stuff and not understanding. He took Philip from wherever Philip was, took him and dropped him off in right next to his chariot. Just took him, kiddo. Swat, drop him. Right there, and then Philip explained to him everything. You put in effort, and God will give you revelation, and will teach you that you have to put in the in the effort. Another story about this: Naaman the Syrian. Naaman the Syrian, he has leprosy. He was. He wanted to be cured. They said, "Go find the prophet." He traveled from Syria to, to Jerusalem to go see the prophet. The prophet doesn't meet him and said, "Yeah, I'm just go. So like go wash in the Jordan River." So what did Naaman do? He said, "And I came all this way. To come and stand at the door, and then Elijah doesn't even talk to me, and tells me to go bath, bath in waters of the Jordan, Mandanesh waters in Syria. Why don't I just stay in Syria and to do? And we have clean waters, and all the waters of Syria are much better than the waters of the Jordan, the dirty waters of the Jordan. But then his disciples, the disciple of Naaman, said, "Come and see. You've come all this way." Not just go jump into the Jordan, dip seven times. It's not a hard thing for you to do. Just come and... And when Naaman was baptized and he dipped in the Jordan River, he was clean. Because he put in effort and he came and saw. He came and saw. I want to conclude all of this with the Samaritan woman because when I look at these four barriers the barrier of busyness the barrier of social anxiety the barrier of hearsay the barrier of effort who broke them all actually the Samaritan woman she broke all of them she broke all of them and when she had tasted of the living water When she had tasted from the living water, what did she do? She started her ministry. She started her ministry. And she went to all of Samaria and said, Come and see a man who told me all that I ever did. When you taste of the living water, then you can break all of these barriers, the barrier of busyness. She was the noonday. She's just trying to get a, a cup of water. I think a You know, the social anxiety. She's an outcast. Nobody likes her. The the hearsay. You Jews, you worship on this mountain. We worship on this mountain. She's confused about what other people say about the Messiah. But she found it on herself. She found out the truth by herself. And then she put in the effort. She put in the effort. Today we want to be like the Samaritan woman. We want to start our ministry. We want everyone to come and come and see the glory of God. And glory be to God forever. Amen.